What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Angle of Pursuit podcast, your fantasy football, sports betting, and NASCAR home here at FigPigskin.com. I am your host, Kyle Robert. You can follow me on Twitter at NotoriousKRO. With me once again, it's Brian Twining. What's up, Brian? What's up, Kyle? You know, it's June, summertime. What better to do than to talk football? Let's get into doing some mock drafting. Absolutely. I know it's only June. You guys are like, you guys are crazy. No, this is the best time. And yes. it's going to be really fun, Brian, I think, to to kind of do this drill as as the off season or as draft season rolls along to see how our opinions change, see yep. how we're feeling. Are we feeling better about those mid to late round running backs? Or are we feeling better about taking running backs early and kind of shifting? So um, I want to try and do this, you know, maybe not once a week, but once every, you know, try and get one in every, or maybe two a month, something like that. Um, if you're not checking us out on YouTube and you're listening to the podcast, uh, we appreciate you doing that. However, these exercises are really meant for YouTube. I'm sharing my screen. You can see our, our, our picks and our, how our, our thought process, I'll try and articulate as much of it as I can, but um, I'm not going to, you know, ramble off every single pick that every single uh, robot makes. Brian and I are going to do this together so we can kind of, um, you know, think about it and and talk it out and kind of have a strategy. Um, Brian and I traditionally are pretty similar. There's there's always some veering off one way or the other. Um, but for the most part, we're going to do one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers. Actually, let's do two receivers. Um, yeah, I think I think for the majority of formats and majority of leagues, you normally play with two receivers and then you're going to have yeah. like a flex or something like that. So, so yeah, so we're going to do one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end. Actually, yeah, let's do a flex, um, which can be running back, receiver or tight end. And then we'll do four bench spots. So 10 players overall. We're not going to get super deep. Uh, we're not going to pick a kicker or a defense because um, most leagues I try to play in either don't have that or just. You know, the last two picks doesn't really matter. Hashtag uh, kickers lives matter. Yeah, yeah, kickers don't matter. Ban them. Get rid of them. They, they're awful. Young Way um, Koo, MVP of the 12 team. We're going to go half PPR for this. We'll probably do a full PPR and we might even do a standard, even though I don't know that really anybody plays in that. But um, if you think that would be something you'd like to see, uh, drop it down in the comments on YouTube. Hit us up on Twitter if that's something you want to see. We can definitely make that happen. Um, and I'm going to randomize the draft position to see where we go. And we are drafting. Oh, oh first. Uh, we're not doing that. Do you want to do that? No, I d- no. You know, I, I mean, think it, I, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll I, it get, gives you a good perspective. Yeah. Of all that time you have to wait. So in we'll try and we'll we'll try and uh, we'll try and do a few from different draft spots too, just so you guys can get a feeling of of how our draft shift are you know as, as it gets later what what positions are we targeting uh, we're using the fantasy pros simulator it's pretty sweet um, but yeah so we can start our draft and and we won't do a clock for this one keep the conversation rolling um, but we are starting our draft. Okay, we don't need to take the tour fantasy pros. Okay, Brian, we are on the clock. Let's put the draft board up. As you can see on YouTube, we have nobody selected. So I guess as we know, we got the one on one. We're in a great spot. Uh, we talked some running backs. I think for us for this draft, it's really two names. It's Christian McCaffrey. It's Derrick Henry. The question is. We're, we're half PPR, so pass catching is important, but it's not the only thing. 
two years ago, McCaffrey was a, a league winner. Last year, Derrick Henry was a league winner. And even in half or full, uh, was amazing as a running back. Is is there another name I guess you want to throw in the conversation at the one on one? Because for me, it's those two names, even though I, you know, you know, as we do these, I'll try and do more receiver heavy starts because that's why I like to go. But um, where's your head at? Honestly, for me, I think um, I'm not quite that high on Derrick Henry, as okay. everyone knows who watches the podcast. He's one of my least favorite players. Um <laughs> You know, it. I think Dalvin Cook is a little bit closer to McCaffrey, especially when you start to get into that half PPR, full PPR category, because everyone continues to think that Alexander Madison is anything special behind him that he could just take over. But even Minnesota knows Dalvin Cook is on another planet. And so they're going to do everything possible to keep the ball in their best playmakers hands. And so I think he's the only one that's close to McCaffrey. However, Christian McCaffrey when we're looking at a, if he plays a full 17 game season, 16 and uh, fantasy this year, we saw him score over a hundred points more than the next player two years ago in a half PPR scoring format. And even if he sees a slight decrease in usage, he's still going to be pacing the field with how he's used, especially in this offense um, with Sam Darnold and with the uh, departure of Curtis Samuel. I think that's going to open up even more, even more opportunities for McCaffrey as a receiver this year. So for me, I think the one one has got to be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I mean, your points on Dalvin, I think are, are very good. I, I do. I do give uh, Alexander Madison a little more credence than you do. I've I tried him so many times. He's absolutely. Some like, honestly, he, he's a huge part of why that trophy is sitting over my shoulder right now, because I held on to him even when he was hurt, uh, wasting a roster spot, wasting a roster spot, even yeah. though I, I, you know, I'm traditionally don't hold your own handcuffs, hold your opponents. Guess who, guess who, when Dalvin cook did play that week, uh, the guy I was playing had Dalvin cook. I had yeah. Alexander Madison. That was the game changer right there. That is I a mean, big part of why that trophy is sitting on my shelf. I, I will never discredit Alexander Madison as the best, you know, handcuffs in terms of fantasy football because he does get the lion's share of opportunities when Dalvin yep. Cook is out, but he is not Dalvin Cook. So Okay, so let's move forward. Uh, for me, it would be between Henry and McCaffrey. For you, it would be between Dalvin and McCaffrey. That's why I think we'll just go with McCaffrey and see how this rolls. Um, okay, so I don't need to see this. Cool. So whole bunch of running backs. Very, I think it's going to be very interesting this year. Um, you know, Dalvin went two, Kamara went three, Henry went fourth, which I think is interesting. Um, you know, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon, the first tight end, Travis Kelsey, one eleven. I'm a hundred percent on board with that. I'm. I think he is worthy of anywhere from one oh seven or so. Um, I would I would not fault anyone who goes there. First receiver was Devonte Adams. Uh, Stairway to Evans, which is the 12th slot, going Adams Tyree Kill fabulous is <laughs> amazing and uh, yes. something I love. Yeah, uh, Najee Harris, Najee Harris, 205. Um, so and Mahomes went in the second round. Now we can probably finagle this so he goes like third round. But if we're talking most home leagues, yeah. Three four is probably the the latest I think he'll go. So let's let's throw in a little a little randomness. I kind of like it. Okay, so Brian, we are on the clock. 
Um, we're looking. We obviously got McCaffrey at the one on one. We got we got back to back here. Uh, we can stack elite receivers. Go AJ Brown, Michael Thomas, which. Like for me, those are um, two of my favorite players in all of the NFL. Uh, George Kittle sitting out there. We could look at more running backs with uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift. We had a good conversation uh, with Jared Smola from Draft Sharks talking some messy running back situations. Feel much better about Swift. Uh, and by the way, if you want us to hear us talk some wide receivers, uh, including probably well, not A.J. Brown. But uh, Matt Harmon will be joining us, Yahoo's Matt Harmon, to talk some second-year wide receivers. Uh, we're working on a list right now, maybe some Brandon Ayuk, maybe some Jerry Judy, maybe some C.D. Lamb, uh, maybe some other names mixed in there. We're, we're working on that. If there's this name you want us to make sure we discuss, drop it in the comments, hit us on Twitter. Uh, we will do that, uh, Do a point, get a point, make a point of uh, making sure that player uh, gets included in our conversation next week. We'll probably three to five, maybe a few more uh, if we're feeling feisty. Uh, Brian, is there a name that jumps out above all the rest for you in, in the list that we're looking at? I mean, quite honestly, the guy that it has pegged as the top suggestion, AJ Brown right here is a, is a great value because when yep. you're talking about opportunity share, I think the arrival of Julio Jones kind of, takes away from the expectation of what AJ Brown is going to be for that offense. But in yeah. reality, we saw Atlanta transition to Calvin Ridley as basically the wide receiver one last year, something that I think that Tennessee is not going to get away from and that AJ Brown is their stud and Julio will be like a complimentary piece on yeah. the outside. So I think AJ Brown is the pick here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. Um, it's interesting getting him at wide receiver eight. I think that's yes. about the right range. Um, you know, DK going above Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley. I don't know that I would get there, but um, it makes sense, you know, numbers wise. So let's let's go ahead and peg AJ Brown. Um, and we're still on the clock, so we're looking at if we're looking at receivers, we're talking Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, uh, Allen Robinson, um, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans. These are the names we're considering. At running back, we have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Chris Carson, my boy Miles Sanders, um, and then George Kittle sitting there. I, you know, I think neither of us want to go quarterback here, so we'll no. we'll, we'll overlook that. But um, you know, what, what's what's your head saying? What what are you thinking? Um, you know, I named a bunch of really good receivers. We could you know grab that running back early and um, you know see who's sitting there in the next handful of rounds or. Uh, you know, Michael Thomas, I, I feel like is going to be a discount, but, um, I feel like if we overlook him here, um, by the time we're back on the clock, the odds of him sitting there are very, very low. So, uh, what say you? I think this is, this is going to be a spot that if I do have the number one pick is going to be really difficult for me because when looking at the available players, I think the first guy that jumps out to me is a Clyde Edwards Hilaire getting taken as the what is that? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Running back fourteen or so yeah. in what is considered the number one offense in the NFL by most projections, they're supposed to score the most points in the NFL this year. So, I mean, why wouldn't you take that guy who's gonna get pretty much the most of the carries out of the backfield with nobody else back there right now? Um, 
And then when trying to load up on wide receivers here, I think it's really interesting that you see guys like Mike Evans and Amari Cooper, like kind of way down the list in terms yeah. of the tiers. And Amari Cooper was balling out. The Dallas Cowboys have like a top three offense in terms of what people are projecting them to score per game this year. So to see not a single Dallas wide receiver on this list when Dak is the consensus QB2, QB3 is something that you could probably sneak some value later. So for me, it's it's probably Clyde Edwards Hilaire to get those top two kind of running backs set up and knowing that the NFL is such pa- so pass heavy now that you can get good value at wide receiver later. And you would rather have CEH than DeAndre Swift or Miles Sanders or Chris Carson. I just think that the the offense in which they play in and the very funneled usage of particular players, because when you look at this team, it's Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill on the outside with the peppering of other dudes that nobody knows their names. And then Clyde Ertel Hilaire. Yeah. Well, it's funny too, because CEH this time last year was way higher. So he was was picked in the first round in the majority of that. So let's take him and let's see what happens. Oh, there goes tight ends. There goes some receivers, some running backs. Oh, another quarterback. Got four quarterbacks off the board after Mahomes. It's Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray. CeeDee Lamb before Amari Cooper. I think that might be the move. I think on a week if you're if you're bank if you're like I need somebody who can bring me consistency on a week to week basis, I think Lamb is probably that option. If you're like I have AJ Brown or I have, you know, insert wide receiver stud here. Um and you're looking for those boom weeks, those those five or six weeks where he'll go 250 and two touchdowns, 250 and three touchdowns. Um, Amari Cooper may be a better option there. So we have McCaffrey. We have CEH. Um, now we're sitting here with our turn picks again. We got some receivers, Robert Woods, Adam Thielen, who quietly was a top 10 guy and no one really seemed to notice. Um, running backs is interesting with gas can. Kareem Hunt, Mike Davis. Um, you know, we could look at ATN is on the board here for some reason. Uh, we got some quarterbacks. We got, um, you know, a, a, a myriad of ways we could go. You know, Odell sitting down here. I like that. Um, do we want to go bang, bang, running back receiver again? Do we want to load up on a receiver here and see what running backs um, are available? Are you Are you considering? I think at this point, with Kelsey and Kittle off the board, we're just going to wait at tight yeah. end. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No. It, I think. I think you and I are in lockstep when it comes to tight ends. If you're not taking those top two, top three guys, you're waiting until the very, pretty much the very end of the draft to get some yeah. guy that could sneak, be a sneaky selection. Um, Cooper Cup is really interesting to me, especially in half PPR. First name uh, that that popped out to me. Okay. Um. So that that makes me. That makes me excited. So for why don't we take him? Uh, we're still on the clock. 501. Um, I I don't think we want to go. You know, if this was best ball, maybe I would take Woods and Cup here and, um, you know, take Stafford and, and, and try and yeah. load up on that offense. But in this scenario, we're not going to do that. Um, so the, I think the names for me would be Adam Thielen makes a lot of sense. Um, if we want to go running back, I don't really love it, but I guess Mike, Davis or Kareem Hunt would be the names. Kenny Galladay is here. Tyler Lockett's here. Um, we could go upside with Brandon Ayuk, considering we have Cooper Cup and AJ, AJ Brown. 
excuse me, locked in. Uh, Odell would be another one to, to take a flyer on. If, if it clicks again, he could be 1400 yards and 14 touchdowns. Um, so I don't hate that. Um, it's, it's interesting because the guy that I'm looking at who you didn't even mention, that's Deontay Johnson. Okay. Um, knowing that Pittsburgh, we've already heard the rumblings. I mean, I know it's coach speak. It's only June. So we have no idea what's happening over there, but the fact that this offense is supposedly not going to look anything like it did last year, they're going to get away from that dink and dunk crap. They're going to try to get the ball down the field. Deontay Johnson had double digit targets and I think 10 plus games last year with Roethlisberger. He seemed to be big Ben's go-to guy. And we saw those big boom weeks. And in terms of yearly year long fantasy, like you're, you're playing week to week. So you need the guys that have the highest upside while also offering a decent floor and Deontay Johnson for the kind of routes he's running. I mean, the expectation is at least, you know, four receptions a game for 50 plus yards. So I, I think Johnson offers the best upside with safeness out of this entire. Yeah, and so he's, he's definitely named that I'm really drawn to. Um, as you mentioned, the volume was just insane last year. Um, and something that, you know, I kept pounding the table for, why are we not playing this guy more? He was 50% owned, 40% owned. Like what are, what are we doing here? Um, so I like that call. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, that Steelers offense, as you mentioned, um, you know, Najee Harris is somebody that I'm hundred percent on board with. I think it's a ton of volume, uh, but this team, this uh, offense is still going to pass plenty. Uh, Deontay Johnson's interesting. I think Adam Thielen is really interesting. I do uh, want to hit on real quick though, too. Uh, when looking at the quarterback position, yeah, I mean, you still got Dak there and when looking at the rest of the of of the board in terms of quarterback, I mean, you're going to be taking. I mean, what are we really expecting out of Justin Herbert? A lot of people are talking that he's going to jump into that top five category, but is this offense going to be built like that? Um, Aaron Rodgers, are we going to see him come back the way he is if he even comes back? Yeah. Russell Wilson, who the hell knows what's going on in Seattle? And then you get down into those other tiers. I mean, yeah, I guess just for me, the with Jalen Hurts, Ryan Tannehill. Um, and even Matt Ryan sitting there and Kirk cousins, even, I know we don't like him, but uh, Hey, he's from a, sneaky a fantasy, top 12. fantasy point score scoring potential, especially yep. if we like Thielen, we like, uh, Justin Jefferson. We like the, uh, up potential of Irv Smith. We like Dalvin cook out of the backfield. He's going to have value. Um, so for me, I just, I can't go quarterback here, but I, I mean, I, I get where, where your head's at, because if you want of any of the guys left, the one that could be the QB one, I think is, is Prescott. Yes. I think he's the only one out of this group that mm. offers the number one potential. Yeah. See, see Russell Wilson could do it, but Seattle won't let him. So we're, we're not exactly. Going <laughs> um, so I think uh, my, my two cents are we pass on quarterback here and, and we grab another receiver. And if you want that to be Deontay Johnson, I can get on board with that. Uh, I mean, know, he, He's a lot safer than Odell. He's um, probably plays in a pass heavy. Well, mm -hmm. still yet to be determined. Ayuk is somebody that's interesting, but maybe we can get it lucky and catch him later. Let's take Deontay and see what happens. Oh, feeling there's right a receiver. Where's that receiver run? You know, T. Higgins going before Jamar Chase is interesting. Both going in the fifth round is interesting. Ah, oh, Melvin um, Gordon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's. The, the person who takes Mahomes in round two 
taking Melvin Gordon, like that makes so much sense to me. Like everybody has that league with yes. the guy who brings the magazine uh, and remembers four years ago when Melvin yep. Gordon was the RB one. And how is he still here in, in round six? I don't understand. So I'm going to take him. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I appreciate fantasy pros making this happen because I think it makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so Ayuk is still there. Our boy Rojo is now in the conversation. Oh, too many, uh, too many mouths to feed back there. Chase, honestly, for me, I think the top two names on this list, which are Chase Edmonds and Brandon Ayuk, um, make a lot of sense. Javante Williams could be a name that. If we, you know, we're happy with CEH, we're happy with McCaffrey. We want to add a running back that not only has, um, you know, long term in case something happens to those guys, but has potential to pop and become a guy that we're talking about in that top 10, top 12 conversation come season's end. Um, I think he makes a lot of sense. Don't forget uh, about my but, boy Zach Moss down there at number eighty-five. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, <laughs> and nix that real quick. Uh, Juju, uh, I think, is out. I think um, David I wanna, Johnson. I'm not touching. I want to uh, say the most interesting name on this list for me, not necessarily somebody who I would grab right here. I think if I was wide receiver needy, I think the uh, DJ Chark coming into this season on a bad team who's going to be trailing a lot with a rookie quarterback who they need to get integrated into this offense, knowing what urban Meyer likes to run. I think he fits perfectly with that system with Trevor Lawrence back there. So I think that's going to be a good pairing now because we already have three wide receivers. It's really hard, but sometimes for, for me in drafts, I'll just load up on the skill positions and just punt on, on the other ones taking value later. So that's, that is also my thing because we make it a lot of, a lot of assumptions as we're drafting about how confident we are in certain players. And you know what? There's a good chance that that player isn't going to produce and that, and that we're talking about Deontay Johnson as a guy we're excited about, but then Juju becomes a, a thing. And Najee Harris is a lot more involved and, they're going elsewhere with the offense or Cooper cup gets banged up and misses time or Julio's a lot more involved than we expect. And AJ Brown misses time, which we saw last year. So, you know, we, we can't assume that we have like even McCaffrey who last year, we, okay. I got McCaffrey as my RB one. I'm locked and loaded. Uh, and then he misses basically the whole season. Yes. Um, so I think making assumptions like that, I'm always down for taking the talent and figuring it out later. Because with bye weeks and with trades and everything else, there's always room to to maneuver and and finagle your way through things. So for me, Chase Edmonds, I think, is Austin Eckler light. Uh, I love him in Arizona. I think he makes a hell of a lot of sense, especially in any league that gives you uh, points for catching. Um, and then Javante Williams is a lot higher ceiling, but also has a lot lower floor in an offense that we're waiting for that te- that team to take a step forward, but Drew Locke is still their quarterback, and it still could be a mess. So he showed flashes in terms of fantasy brilliance, not necessarily mm-hmm. NFL talent. But so if yeah. we're looking at all I, all the, I gotta players, say, I do like the Chase Edmonds pick for sure. Okay, so let's go Edmonds because I like the upside. Again, it's a yep. week to week. You're looking for the top. Guy. Now, do we take Javante Williams locking in four solid backs? including ones with upside and then take our chances with receivers on the way back. Or is there a receiver that you like or another player that you really like that you're like, 
let's lock him in now um, and, and see wh- what's left when we get back. Well, when you're looking at the at at the running back board, for instance, I mean, you're looking at Rojo when it's Rojo, Leonard Fournette, and Giovanni Bernard. I mean, yeah, how's that going to be split throughout the season? That's disgusting. Damian Harris in New England. I want no part of the Patriots backfield until the double digit rounds. David Johnson's a no touch for me. Um, the aforementioned Leonard Fournette down there, nope. James Conner, I do think we'll get the opportunity down by the goal line in Arizona, but we, we already have Chase Edmonds. So I think, yeah, I think for me, the, the best value for potential here would be Javante Williams because he only has Melvin Gordon, who we've seen kind of flounder the last couple of years. And if they were to kind of, you know, move away from him and him become the RB1 in that system that we should see take a small step forward, we think, even with Teddy Bridgewater, um, yeah. I think he offers the best potential and it locks us up with four good running backs yep and if we realize quickly that it's going to be the melvin gordon show and javante williams isn't getting the 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 payday or isn't getting the work uh he's an easy cut and we move on and we find somebody else uh because the waiver wire especially those first four weeks is going to be locked and loaded with oh yes um, upside options so i i think that's i think that's the move right there um, so here we roll. Ayuk gone, Sutton gone. There goes Jalen Hurts. There goes Justin Herbert. There goes Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Brian quarterback is looking bleak. Uh, we're looking at, but we're looking at Brady. We're looking at Stafford, Joe Burrow, Matt Ryan. But we also well, Tom Brady have, was a top ten option. Last have year. a situation where one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, only- nine, ten of the twelve yep. teams in this league have their QB one. Now I'm hopeful, but I'm hopeful at this point that we just take with the 11, with the 1101, we're taking quarterback and we'll, we'll take who's ever there. Cause yep. as much as I love Brady Stafford, Burrow, Matt Ryan, Kirk cousins, I'm happy with all of them. Kirk, yeah, hell I'd even Baker Mayfield, even Baker Mayfield exactly. Daniel Jones. If you think about this offense, healthy one, they added they added uh, Galladay to go with Darius Slayton to go with uh, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram if he can be healthy. Like yep. Daniel Jones could be a top seven option come the end of the season. So <laughs> the fact that Jameis Winston is so far down the yeah. board when are we really expecting Taysom Hill to be the starting quarterback and play seventy percent of the snaps? Sean Payton, we'll see. Uh, anyways, I think all that conversation points us to yes. on quarterback. Yeah, no. Uh, okay, so if we don't, and we don't like Damian Harris, we don't like David Johnson, we don't like, you like Zach Moss, I, I'm not touching no. that. I saw the uh, guy. Kenny and Drake, I don't, he's somebody that's interesting enough to me, especially with the, we've seen Josh Jacobs <laughs> miss time, but not somebody I'm ready to take in round eight, I don't think. I think he's probably round 10. Um, I think looking- you're looking at, again, uh, between 104 and 105 right there, you're looking at two guys, Trey Sermon and Gus Edwards, who will have a defined role with their particular teams. With San Francisco, they're going to be missing uh, Jeff Wilson early on. So Trey Sermon is going to work into the rotation immediately. Gus Edwards just signed a contract extension with Baltimore, and he and J.K. Dobbins now no longer have Mark Ingram to compete with for the run-heaviest yeah. team in the NFL that should only get better after a supposed down year last year so i think both of those guys are great options so even, gus edwards, I feel like, yeah so i feel like gus edwards is somebody who has kind of a built-in floor obviously jake jk dobbins 
gets hurt, then maybe he sees a lot more work. But even with Lamar there, there's still going to be there's still going to be someone else taking those carries. Um, true. I think Sermon makes sense in a we'll shoot for the moon, right? We'll see if if Mostert can not be injured and I was, yep. we'll see what else is there. But like there's a very real possibility that we're looking at this offense taking off week five, week six. Trey Sermon is your running back. Trey Lance is your quarterback. Ayuk and Debo and Kittle and uh, I'm I'm a, I mean I, I mean I'm and done and, and we've hit on this each of the last two years with the San Francisco backfield in terms of was it worth rostering the fourth guy on the depth chart and the answer every year was yes yeah because they see they never settle on a guy who is the guy all the yeah. time it's whether it's injury whether it's playing the hot hand San Francisco is New England West in terms of their running back usage just they get a lot more like play out of these guys and they produce a lot more so now we're looking. Um, I, I think we want to look at focus primarily at receiver. Uh, Jerry Judy is absolutely somebody I can get on board with. Jarvis Landry is going to be a PPR machine. Half PPR. I'll take those points. Uh, Will Fuller Tua, if he can kind of take a big step forward could be interesting. I, yeah, uh, I just, I just can't get on the Will Fuller train. Yeah. I and I, I, I mean, I'm with you. And honestly, if he was my wide receiver five or six, I might feel better about it. True. But he's going to be our fourth option, and there's a chance with half PPR that we're playing yes. three receivers every week. So I'm thinking receiver makes sense. Lavisca Chenault, much like our DJ Chark conversation, yep. makes a hell of a lot of sense as a guy who can step forward. But you know what Smola talked to us about with Jerry Judy, and if we get Teddy Bridgewater under center. That could be a, a upside play, a safety play as the number. You know, we'll see what Cortland Sutton does, but he's at worst the number two option. Yes, um, I, I think even though I have slight hesitation in agreeing with with Jared on that topic, um, the one thing I think that is very telling about what Jared Judy can be if Teddy Bridgewater were to take over the helm there is what we saw Robbie Anderson become in Carolina with Bridgewater, yeah. where it was they're running a lot of those little seven yard slants, those little those little dig routes. They're not running those big you know, uh, deep patterns is expecting Bridgewater to hit them in stride and tight windows. It's get the ball out of his hands, get it to the receivers and let them do the, do the work. And he hit on it last year. Jared Judy had like the highest percentage of uncatchable balls of any wide receiver and still produced really good numbers. So, I mean, and, and as much as we don't like Teddy Bridgewater from like an upside standpoint, yeah. Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore were, 25th, 23rd, and 22nd in half PPR leagues per fantasy pros. So and they three, play in a division. Chargers, three top 25 Chiefs. receivers in catching passes from Teddy Bridgewater. Um, so Jerry Judy then? I, yeah, I, guess, I guess that settles that. Yeah, Jer Jerry yeah. Judy. Let's do it. And yes, and this is the way I like to construct most of my rosters is just pile up those wide receivers and running backs. Yep. I think it makes too much sense. Okay. Uh, so at this point, I think we go quarterback and tight end and lock in our our picks. Um, obviously, if we were going longer, we could, in theory, oh man, you know, wait another four or five rounds. But I think at this point, for our ten picks, we should at least get a quarterback and a tight end. So let's let's look at what we have at quarterback. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because we got the next two picks. So let's just knock it out. 
So we have Matthew Stafford, who Sean McVay is raving about, but you know, we'll see. I mean, we've we, we've seen Jared Goff produce top ten numbers too. So yep. and it, it, Matthew Stafford is a pretty big step up. Yep, Joe Burrow. Uh, we like what they did. We'll see what the you know he might be running for his life. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan could be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I you know I'm I not a Matt Ryan wa- waiver wire ad in this. My season. favorite way with Matt Ryan is if he everyone's really excited about him and he's like a top five quarterback. You don't draft him because they'll underwhelm. And then when no one cares about him because he's, you know, whatever, that's when you draft him. Then he becomes a top five. So he's interesting to me, I think. And of note, too, because he was one of my preseason favorite bets of last year to uh, have over, I think it was 27 and a half touchdowns because the previous year he had gone under. It was the first time in his career since his rookie and sophomore seasons, I think, that he didn't have a better season than the previous season. So we're the only way he could go is up, right? Right. The other, I, I think the other two names that make sense are Tua and Daniel Jones. If we just want to say, let's shoot for the moon. Let's see what we can do. Because especially in one quarterback leagues, the idea of Baker or Wentz or like they, all these guys aren't going to be drafted. Yeah, exactly. So Jared Jer- Goff's going to be sitting. What does Sam Darnold do in Carolina? Could he be interesting? Does Justin Fields get on the f- get on the field by week four or five? Um, you know, I, you know, we'll talk Andy Dalton at some point, hopefully. And I, I know you've been very vocal <laughs> on Twitter about your, about your fit. Cam Newton, Jameis Winston. Like there's a lot of names there. Yeah. So I think with quarterback shoot for the moon. And I think, I mean, you made a bet on him. Which one? I made two bets on two outrights, uh, two future MVP bets at, 50 to one. And I think 80 to one, 90 to one, something like that. Um, there's two names, but I I think, I think the name you're referring to is Tua. Yes. I just think he's, he's set up in a system that is built for success for the quarterback in terms of what they want to do on the ground, the way that they're going to protect him with the kind of like pass plays they're going to call for him. We've yep. seen him spin the ball really good. Yeah. Um, and you know, and you know what, if, if he's not the answer, we'll know exactly. Quickly, we punt and you, cut when you add Jalen Waddle. When you add Will Fuller, when you have Mike Gesicki, when you have exactly. Devontae Parker, when you have miles gas can catching out of the backfield, when you have that offensive line, yep. this is a and guy you have this defense that if you want to wait at quarterback take him in for, round 14, has Lamar has, you know, I'm not saying he's Lamar. I'm not saying he's Mahomes. I'm not saying, but he could be the guy that pops in the double digit rounds. That is all of a sudden QB one or QB two or QB three. And we're looking as one of the best investments from the season. So let's do that. Let's take Tua and we'll shift over and talk tight end. This will be our last pick. Gesicki's there. I I was just going to say, you we could just back him up. We could just stack the Dolphins Irv and hope Smith that gets interesting to me. Oh. Evan Ingram is another guy that you know when healthy, he just stay healthy that guy. Yes, but when healthy, he's in that conversation. Maybe not Kelsey Kittle, but right there with Darren Waller and whoever else you want to throw in tier two. Um, I don't know if Johnu or Gronkowski or Jarwin or any of these other names. Um, Adam Troutman, somebody that if you really want to wait, I think could be kind of fun in New Orleans. Uh, but I think I think the decision is either Gesicki, uh, Evan Ingram, or Irv Smith. Uh, I mean, 
in terms of their talent levels and what they're able to produce with everything the same, Evan Ingram for me offers the highest upside, the best potential of the of the tight end. So I think in at this point of the draft, when he's the first guy, you're the last person to take a tight end. You go with the guy with the highest upside. I agree. And like we talked about with quarterback, there's going to be a lot of oh, oh, yes. find the find the start of the week. Brian and I will try and give you some of those yes. names each and every week on the Angle of Pursuit podcast. Um, Evan Ingram is our name. I will do. We got a B plus, so that's let's let, let's look at projected standings. So that's that could be that could be interesting. Oh, uh, boo. Oh, Brian, <laughs> I was going to take a screenshot. Gosh, darn it. Uh, well, that's right. my well, fault, folks. Yep, that's that's thing. I I am recording this, so I will see if we can go back and post and, and get a copy of that. And I will take a screenshot and send it on our Instagram at AOP podcast. Um, let me double check that just to make sure. Um, if you're not following us on Instagram and you're an Instagram user, AOP podcast on Instagram, trying to be more active over there. I've been, we've been sharing some of our initial rankings. Um, I will try and share the draft board over there. I will try and share some other stuff. Um, as I mentioned, Matt Harmon will be joining the show yes. on Monday to talk second year wide receivers. Very excited about that. Uh, we also have some other stuff cooking in, in, in the background. Very excited about if there's something you want to hear or you want us to discuss or players that you think are interesting or whatever it may be. Uh, if you're on YouTube, drop it in the comments. Uh, if you're not at YouTube, go to Twitter at Notorious Caro at Greasy Rules at FPAOP. Uh, really, really want to, uh, you know, up the engagement. Give us yes. give us your thoughts. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. Uh, if you think we made a terrible pick, drop it in the comments. Let us know. <laughs> we're, we're here for it because this is the time to figure all this stuff out, right? Yes, and this, this will is, change dra mm -hmm. drastically as well yeah. as, so as we get further to, along. To monitor as camp stuff happens, as other stuff happens. Uh, we went a little longer this week, but appreciate everybody that hung around and watched the whole thing. For Brian Twining, I'm Kyle Robert, and we'll talk to you next time.